Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 621. And today, I'm really excited because we're going to take a little bit of a turn here. We're not going to necessarily talk about Amazon today or even e-commerce for that matter, although it will teach you a lesson here about entrepreneurship and really that the road that we travel, you never know where it's going to lead and you can't really expect it to, all right? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to interview, or I already did, you're going to listen to this conversation that I had with Jill Stanton from uh, Screw the 9 to 5. Now, her husband and herself have built multiple businesses over the past seven or eight years. And the reason why I wanted to get her on, number one, I've been a fan of theirs for a while and we've had some mutual friends and we finally got connected and I said, you know what, I want to get you on. I want to hear all about this. Why the heck would you close down a $300,000 per year business pretty much, and I'm not going to say all profit, but it's a more profitable business when you look at as far as physical products to a digital product, they had a membership site. Now they've done a lot of different things. Okay. They've done some e-commerce, they've done affiliate stuff, a lot of affiliate stuff, uh, affiliate products for skincare, for health products and all of that stuff. And you're going to hear about that. But I wanted to get around and say, wait a minute here. Like what just happened? Like I've seen them build these communities, really good, successful communities, which you guys know I've said you know, recently that the new currency is attention. If you can get attention, that is your new currency. And I've talked all about that. I'm gonna talk more about that in the future as well. And they are awesome at creating communities, thriving communities. Now they've built communities of 20, 30,000 people and then they've closed them and said, you know what, we're done. And then they went on and started something that was new, not necessarily new, but they wanted to get rid of the riffraff or they wanted to get rid of the spammers because whenever you get a group that size, it becomes a lot of work. And so then they started up another one, built that up to a good size, and then they closed it. And now they've actually closed down their, their money machine, really, their, their revenue stream completely. They just cut it right off and they're going in a whole new direction. And I wanted to get her on to have her explain the thought process. Now, one big thing is they just had a kid. So that does change a lot of things. I think we all can agree on that, but you're going to learn about the journey of being an entrepreneur. And if you think what you're doing today is what you're going to be doing 10 years from now, you're probably not going to be doing that thing. I'm just here to tell you, all right? But you are gonna learn so much by going through this process. And I like to call it your journey because you're learning all along the way. Now, here's one thing I do wanna say before we listen to this, to this interview with Jill is you know, them being affiliates for products, they could be your affiliates, all right? So when you're out there looking for influencers, this is the power of influencers because they know how to drive traffic. They know how to build communities. Wouldn't you like someone like them to be able to grab a hold of your skincare product or your garlic press and say, hey, this thing is awesome. This is why I like it. You should go buy it. That's the power of them having the attention and them being able to drive traffic to your stuff. That is happening all over the internet, all over the online space, all right? We all know if you get a celebrity to get behind something, it usually takes right off, and they pay celebrities to do that, right? Well, what they're doing on a smaller scale is they're becoming that attention, all right? They're becoming the people that are being trusted. And I'm not saying they're gonna promote your product. What I'm saying is you need to look for these types of people. And if you know how to get attention and traffic and build communities, 
This is stuff that you can do as well with your own products, with other people's products. So you're going to hear, Jill, I mean, there's tons of different ways you can make money online. We all know that, right? But what way makes you happy? Which way makes you aligned with who you are today? Because if you would have asked her five years ago that they would have closed down a $300,000 per year membership site business, she would have said, you're crazy, right? But now they are. And there was no, there was no like doubt in doing it. They said, we're doing this. And we're just not feeling aligned with it anymore. We want to go in a new direction. We want a different lifestyle now. And that is going to happen. So I just want you to listen to this interview because I think it's really, really good. I also wanted to get on and just talk to Jill because she's a she's a great entrepreneur out there. She's a mom now. So, I mean, I have something in common. I have kids. I'm not a mom, but I have kids. And, uh, and her husband is really, really smart with like SEO. And she's great with building communities. So I think in the future, I'm going to have them both on just to do a section or a segment on each of those categories because they're so smart and brilliant with doing that stuff. So I think I've pumped this up enough. You guys ought to be excited. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop their link in the show notes at theamazingseller.com forward slash 621. And their, their website is awesome. Screw the nine to five. I mean, what a better domain than that. There's, I mean, it's just awesome. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking so you can enjoy this interview that I did with Jill Stanton from Screw the Nine to Five. All right, Jill, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a long time. I've been following you. I've been paying attention to what you guys are doing, you and your husband, and uh, I want to get down to it. But before we do, let's hear a little bit about who you are. Who is Jill and Josh Stanton from Screw the 9 to 5? Who are you guys? Just a couple of weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. We got a lot in common. (laughs) Well, first off, I'm so pumped that we made this work. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I actually got my start, Josh and myself, we started in two totally separate businesses. So he had a previous business with a previous partner. He had software, um, he sold courses, he had affiliate sites, all that kind of stuff. And I came from a TV and modeling background, which then transitioned somehow randomly into social media marketing Mm. uh, and management for bars and restaurants because I was a, a bartender for like 10 years and before that working in hospitality for about another six years. Um, so I kind of knew, I mean, small talk is my strength (laughs) because Mm -hmm. as a bartender, you'll build that muscle real quick. And so I just started pitching my services to my bosses. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, my boss at the time I was working in Australia after Josh and I had met and he had heard that I was there shooting a uh, web TV show really before web TV was a thing. Uh, kind of missed the timing on that one, but, um, and he wanted to start marketing his business online and just through social media and through video. And so I put together this like comprehensive package trying to be all legit and pro and (laughs) of course pitched him to manage his three venues at the time in, uh, the gold coast of Australia. And he said, yes. And I was like, Oh, awesome. P.S. I also quit bartending. Wow. <laughs> so that was how I finally like, quote unquote, screwed my nine to five because mm-hmm. I had a different kind of nine to five. I had like 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Um, and it was certainly not what I wanted for the long haul. And so mm-hmm. when he said yes, that was my first foray into like an actual profitable business. Because like I said, before that, I had uh, web TV shows. And at that time, at least there was like no money in that. Mm-hmm. Um And so that was my first foray. And then I started trading dollars for hours and watching Josh, who had the software company and online courses and all these things, making all this money, barely working. And I was like, what am I doing wrong here? (laughs) Right. 
the same time, we were kind of each getting disenchanted with our businesses around mm-hmm. pretty much the exact same time. Um, and so we just started tossing around the idea, like, what would it look like if we started a business together? Like, what would that be? Mm-hmm. What would we do? And like, how would this work? And he was like, well, we could start an affiliate site. And I was like, sounds great. And he's like, what should we do? What should we do it in? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is your world. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, well, I think we could do skincare. And I was like, sounds good. And literally, I just went along for the ride. And so I immediately threw myself into the deep end learning about skincare and like testing all these products and doing all these face masks. And it's funny because we've since sold the site, but there are so many videos of Josh and myself. On oh, really? Just like ridiculous homemade face mask. He was such a champion. Oh, that's um, funny. He was such a trooper. And so that transitioned into us like at that time, we were just trying to figure this out, right? Like we we had never built a brand together. Mm. And so we got that one rolling. It worked out really well. Then we moved into a beauty site and then a fitness site, a high heel site. Like we just started personal hygiene supplements. Like we just started branching out and rinsing and repeating until we had about 30 different affiliate sites. Um, and then as this tends to happen, as you start something new and you are seemingly oh, yeah. don't have a quote unquote job anymore. Right what are you doing? Like, how do you make money? We were traveling heaps. So they were like, what did you rob a bank? Like what happened here? Um, and so it was actually on our wedding week, which is probably the one week you shouldn't work, but we were a bunch of lunatics. Um, (laughs) and so we're on the patio, um, having a few rums, if I'm being honest, (laughs) our wedding week, listening to Bob Marley. And we were about to move to Thailand because it was a big digital nomad hotspot. Um, and so we we're like, we should really document this so that we can stop answering the same questions. Right. And Josh was like, well, what would we call it? You know, a few rums. And I was like, screw the nine to five. And he, both of us were like, oh, my God, I wonder if that's available. Uh, and it was. And so we wow. just picked it up and did nothing with it for about four months because mm. we had never built a personal brand. Like, yeah, we built skincare or beauty sites or whatever, mm. but like sharing our journey, like figuring out stories, like services, like we had never done any of that kind of stuff. So we kind of just sat on it because we didn't really know what to do. Um, and long story short, we finally figured it out, started gaining steam. And then from there, we it was just snowballing. And so I feel like we kind of got – we did a lot of things. Mm. <laughs> We've offered and sold a lot of things. Yeah. Over six or seven years that we've had the screw. Um, and so it's funny because recently just actually as of January 1st, we shut down all our paid offers and went back to our roots of affiliate marketing, but inside the screw brand. Um, so now we get to blend both worlds. So both things we're really good at is one, having a very cheeky brand and two being Mm -hmm. traffic drivers. We love shining the light on other marketers and entrepreneurs doing really cool things and not having to truthfully like create everything and do the fulfillment and the customer support and all that stuff. We just get to partner and send some traffic and have a great time together. So that's my long winded story. (laughs) No, it's great. And you know, so you've been at it over six or seven years. You guys have been kind of doing your thing, kind of uh, doing a lot of things. And I think that's one thing though, to highlight for anyone listening is like, you know, I like to think about it like you're experimenting, like you're playing, you're experimenting, you're learning. And a big thing is, is like you're learning. Like a lot of people say, well, I did this thing and it didn't really work out, but you learned through that process, right? You learned what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you need to work on, any of that stuff. I'm, I'm curious on those affiliate sites. So was it just 
because I've done some affiliate marketing stuff too. But like, so was it just like you're, you're focusing on one niche and then you're, you know, like you said, like makeup or skincare. So it was like, you guys were doing all of the getting traffic and maybe, you know, getting the attention, but then you were like, these are the affiliate offers that look like they could be ones that you're just endorsing. Yeah. And then you're making money from that. Yep. So affiliate marketing is simply as just for anyone who may not know, it's simply the process of getting traffic and then sending it through a referral link. And if anyone buys through that link on that merchant's page, you get a commission. Um, So in terms of the skincare site and the beauty site, really, and the fitness, site, um, all of them were very broad, but we would niche down in the specific uh, skin conditions. So things like acne, anti-aging, mm-hmm. um, you know, stretch marks, all the scars, yep. all that kind of stuff. And we would test it ourselves just to make sure like it actually works. So we're not just pimping anything. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, yeah. And we got all of our traffic. This is how long ago it was. We got all of our traffic, all of our SEO and Google rankings through guest posting. That's it. We never mm. ran ads. Oh, wow. Nothing. It was all done through just like sheer might and building links through guest posting. Mm. Um, so wow, that's awesome. It's a bit different now. <laughs> yes, it is a lot different. And I mean, it's, that's with anything, right? I mean, you're, and I want to talk about that too, because you're, and you know, you're pretty good at the old Facebook thing there. You know, you've built some groups and some communities and I want to talk about that. You've done some podcasting, you're doing podcasting again, but you, mm-hmm. I do want to know, and I want to go back to, you started a podcast, then you ended up stopping the podcast, then you started the podcast. I want to hear a little bit about that and kind of where you're, I know you read a book recently. Um, what was it with clockwork? I think it was. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that book. It's a good it's book, right? So much. Yeah. And, and Mike Michalowicz, so good. yeah, really, really good. But, um, it's just, it's, it's interesting to see how you go through these different cycles. Yeah. And it's also about, I think too, cause you, now you have, you know, you have a baby, right? Yeah. And so that changed some things Big and time. it's like, we got to rethink this thing. Like, um, and I don't want to be building courses all the time and all of this. So I definitely want to dig into that. But so when, when does it become, okay, we're going to get rid of all of the affiliate stuff and we're just going to focus on helping people screw their nine to five. Yeah. So it was just, the screw was really gaining steam and it was, our focus was split. And so we made the decision of sell all our affiliate sites at that okay. point, just okay. so that we could go all in on the screw because we loved the mission. We loved the message And we just see such potential with it, right? And then it's funny because we kind of lost our way. We got pulled into the shiny shiny object syndrome, like on crack, which is online marketing and all the potentials and all the ways to make money. And it's funny because as we were making our latest transition, I kind of, I was really beating myself up like, oh my God, we talk so much about doing this and now we're not doing it anymore. And we've done Mm. this and this. And like you said, we had a podcast and we stopped it and then we started Mm. again. So it seems like we've been all over the place. And truthfully, I mean, we have been. Yeah. 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 Uh, But it's allowed us to find what we really, really love. And I, I, we've both never felt more focused and just committed than ever Mm. before, because I feel like we had to cast such a wide net and have kind of like this volatile experience in order to bring it back and be super focused. But along the way, we got to build some really rad communities, make some really cool friends and connect to some really wicked entrepreneurs and like really cut our teeth in the space, build a name for ourselves, get our brand going. And now we just get to be like laser focused on the, mm. on our vision going forward. And I just feel like the future is so bright. Yeah. It's, it's scary though. Right. I mean, like when you make that, when you make that 
transition or that I'm going to announce it. And once I announce it, it's going to be like, I mean, I recently just went through that again, even myself, like, you know, our podcast has been out now for almost four years and it's, you know, cranking right along, but it started out as like Amazon based. Yeah. Now Scott's coined as the Amazon guy. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, well, wait a minute here. I don't want to be just the Amazon guy. I know more about marketing and I know about building brands and businesses. So recently, I mean, just in the past year and a half, I've been really pivoting in that direction. And yeah, you're going to lose some people, but you're also going to gain some people. And the people that are there are going to resonate with your, your message and, and why you're doing what you're doing. But it's scary. You have to do what feels good to you. Like, yeah, okay, cool. You might lose some people. I right. Mean, there's more where that came from. And like, we have such a huge opportunity online to like Mm. really impact people's lives. And you can't do that if you're doing something based around what you think you should be doing, because that's what you built everything off of in the first place. And I just feel like Mm. when we started having some big realizations, which um, coincidentally happened right after we had a human. uh, (laughs) It happens. Um, and we just had to start asking ourselves some hard questions, which I'm sure you had to do as well. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. like, what do I really want to do moving forward? Mm. And if you don't have clarity around mm. that, you're going to, I mean, I feel like that's why we were so all over the place, why mm. we did try so many things because we were out of alignment. And so when you're out of alignment, I feel like the pain of unalignment is real, you know, like mm. you'll just throw more stuff onto your path to Mm. be like, well, maybe this will make you feel better. Or maybe this will make you feel better. Or maybe I'll like this, or maybe we'll feel better here. Like, you know? And so Mm. it's, it's because people don't want to ever stop Mm. and actually ask themselves the hard questions. Like, what do I really want? Because when you ask yourself that you have to be prepared to answer that (laughs) and make the decisions off the back of that. Because if you realize that you aren't doing what you really want to be doing, you have two choices, stay doing what you're doing and be like, Oh, cool. I have all this clarity. I'm not going to do anything about it because I'm too scared. Or you're going to like pull up your skirt and make some big, bold Mm -hmm. decisions and Mm -hmm. like open yourself up to some criticism, but stay true to what you want and build a life that actually means something to you. Uh, and so we chose the latter. (laughs) Yeah. It isn't it. What I find for a lot of people in the beginning, especially is they are chasing the money. For like, sure. You know what I mean? As well. And so the hard part with that is, is the shiny objects look good because this way is yeah. easier. At least this person said it's easier because they're standing in front of two Lamborghinis. And yeah. then I know that that way is easier because they're showing me all this stuff. But this person over is telling me it's a little bit longer, but it's not, you know. So it's kind of like that thing in the beginning, you're chasing the money. Um, how do you, you know, how do you help people in your community not do that? Cause that's a big one, right? It's like, how do you give them a result? Cause we're result driven, right? It's like, we got to see that result, either dollars or subscribers, right? How do you, how do you, how do you do that? So I, all I can do is just like, keep it real with them and share my own experience and Mm. share the stories that have impacted me and gotten us to where we are at currently. And that is through going through some ups and downs and having some critics. Oh yeah. <laughs> people think we're totally crazy to shut down everything we shut down. But like reminding people that look, anyone can make money online, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone. Yep. If you can make a dollar online, you can make a hundred. If you can make a hundred, you can make a thousand, blah, blah, blah. Right. But like building a business and a company is a different mm-hmm. animal. Mm-hmm. And so you need to get clear on what you want, because if you just want to make money online, you could throw up an, a website, get some AdSense and like, yep. yay, yep. you're making money online. But if you right. want to build a company, you need to have patience, resilience, commitment, dedication. Mm. You know, you have to have a bigger reason for doing things other than just money, because turns out, I mean, just 
personally from my own experience, you can make all the money in the world, but if you don't like what you're doing, it doesn't matter because it's still going to feel like everything yeah. sucks. Yeah. So all yeah. I can do is just like keep it real with people and share my experience around that because a lot of people thought we were insane to mm-hmm. shut down a membership that was over $300,000 a year. And so, but it didn't matter to me because I didn't like it anymore. I loved it for three out of four years. Right. And then, you know, Kai came into our world and I was just like, I took nine days off after having a kid, you know, like, cause I had people Crazy. like, when are you coming back? And I was like, I just had a human guys. Can you give me a minute? <laughs> you know, give me um, an extra day. <laughs> and so it just like that caused us to ask some pretty big questions, like I said. Mm. So I yeah, just try to remind one. people that like, if you push it and if you, I mean, you can hustle, you can do everything you want, but if your mindset isn't strong, if you aren't clear on where you want to go, it's not going to matter because you're going to sabotage the shit out of it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's always so key and so important to not only get your mind right, but get clear on where you want to go and then stay dedicated to that and not worry about the end result. Because if your success is inevitable and it is, Right. Then you know it's all going to work out. So you mm-hmm. just chill the f out and do the work. Versus right. being like, "Why isn't this happening? Why isn't this happening? Why isn't this happening? Why mm-hmm. isn't this happening?" Because all you're doing is perpetuating that, and then you're just stuck in a cycle of like a spiral of ugly crying. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, self sabotage is huge, right? We we all we all do it to ourselves. We second guess ourselves. I mean, and it's at different levels too. Like, totally. you know, we're doing our first live event like next year of like oh. 250 to 300 people. And it's oh. like, it's a, it's a big deal, right? I've done smaller ones, the 25 people and they, they're, they're easy now to do. They were scary though. But then that, now this one, I'm like, holy crap. Like, am I going to be able to get sponsors? Am I going to be able to get people to come? Am I going to, yeah. you can start asking all these questions, but you know, a year and a half ago, I wasn't asking those questions because I wasn't thinking about doing that. Totally. Right. So it's just, as you grow, I think you're going to have bigger challenges and bigger decisions. And you had a big decision to make. You're like, do we shut this thing down and that's bringing in our income or do we just keep doing it because it's bringing in income or do we be happy? Do we have the lifestyle we want? Big questions. The biggest, I've stressed over it for so long because I didn't want to let people down. Sure. Right? Like they had spent, some of our members had been in there for all four years. Wow. And it really stressed me out because a, mm. I had such a crippling fear of judgment, I think, before we actually made that decision. I was like, but then I realized like I'm making decisions off what other people would want me to do and not what I would want to do. And truthfully, mm. when you show up that way, you're actually doing them a disservice because Josh and I were like begrudgingly showing up at the end. Not mm. at the end, but like before we made the decision. Sure. You're just like, God, this feels like death. Why does mm-hmm. this feel like that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like everything just felt so heavy. And mm-hmm. when you are trying to serve from that place, like I really believe you're doing a disservice because I was getting impatient with people. I would show up to my hot seats. And if it was the same question, I'd be like, oh my God, guys, mm-hmm. are we still talking about, yeah. you know what I mean? That's not yeah. what serve. That's not what they want to hear. That's not what mm-hmm. they're paying for. And so we had to check ourselves and figure out like, what do we actually want to do and how can we actually help people in a way that feels good to us and allows us to make an impact in a bigger way? Yeah. How was the response from the group? It's you know, so cause you had, you had a ton of people in your free group, but also in your paid group 
So you had both of those because you kind of closed the group down. I kind of want to talk about the first close down and talk about that. And then you restarted it and then you closed it again. Close three groups. I know. So walk me through that. Like you, you're, you're a great communicator. And the one thing that I struggle with is getting in every day and touching yeah. people every day. Like it's hard that's for me. Nice. That it does. Sexy. That sounds really bad. Um, <laughs> honey, I'm talking to my wife, honey. No, that's not what I'm doing here online. Uh, no, but actually like, you know, communicating with people like, you know, it's, I want to be there, but there's so many other things that I'm doing to maintain what's happening. And as we grow, we get more demands, totally. but, but you have to, you know, talk to those people and you have to communicate. You have to show up. I find that a huge struggle. I have a group right now that's over 55,000 and it's yeah, like, I, yeah. I have admins and stuff and I, and I more or less try to really just take care of my paid group because they're actually paying, but yeah. the, the free ones, I try to show up there and answer a few questions. There's no way I can. It's impossible. Yeah, I- that's what's funny because so 55,000, that's more than I had as well. Like I had my, my first group got up to 45,000. Truthfully, I really feel like I went against my gut because I wanted to close it at 20, not close it down, but like close the doors and then keep it at 20 because I felt like that was my sweet spot. The Mm -hmm. engagement was high. No one was spamming really. Well, that's a lie. Yeah. The spamming was lower. (laughs) Right. Um, It was much more easier to manage. Yeah have to devote a ton of time and resources to it because mm-hmm. let's keep it real 55,000 members you need a lot of admins mm-hmm. their days are spent deleting things like is that oh, really yeah. how you want to just oh yeah it? so like also my my first group I felt lost its charm because people were seeing it as like oh my god there's 45,000 people I could sell to and so it was just a constant barrage of mm. like moderating posts and that's boring and I don't want to spend my day that way. Mm. And I didn't want my moderators to sit there and like, that's what their day looked like combing through a Facebook group for bullshit. Mm. Like, yeah. So we shut that one down more so that, so that I could move the believers and the really engaged people, the lifers into the next group where Mm. it was, I had two choices, either burn it down and walk away from groups, which I wasn't able, which I wasn't willing to do at that point because this was 2017 or I could hit the reset button and start a new one where, again, I moved the believers into that group. So that's what I chose to do. It was great. And again, like once we started to um, toss around the idea or dance at the idea of shutting down Screw You, mm-hmm. and then once we went through Clockwork, which I'm sure we'll get into, mm-hmm. that book that you mentioned, it was abundantly clear because Mike McCallowitz does this um, 4D mix thingy that he, an yeah. exercise. If you read the book, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it's essentially tracking your time and like how much are you spending on things that actually move the needle. And the Facebook group was taking 10 to 15 hours a week of just wow. me. And I had three other moderators in there and it's crazy. It was an easy decision. The minute we figured that out because our QBR again, that's a uh, clockwork reference, but it stands for queen B role. And if you read the book, you'll know what I mean, but um, it is essentially the single most important aspect of your business that when you focus on it, your business grows. And when you don't, it dies, not dies, but decreases, stagnate, yeah. you know, yep. loses momentum. Um, and we were spending two hours a week on that, uh, wow. on our QBR versus 10 to 15 hours a week on something that wasn't, it was moving the needle, but not in the way that QBR was for us and QBR for us is content. Um, and so it was an easy decision at that point. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was very scared to make that announcement again because I was like, Oh my God, I just look like this, you know, chick who doesn't have her shit together, who keeps shutting things down. But it was almost like we were shedding a skin in 2018, Mm -hmm. which sounds absolutely disgusting, Mm -hmm. but it was just kind of, it was 
screw 1.0 and now we're into screw 2.0 and that doesn't it has groups in it but it's pop-up groups not 24 7 groups where Mm. people come in and just use it as an echo chamber to ask questions and market research and pitch people and i just didn't want that anymore so now in 2019 we do pop-up groups that are topic focused so we have one on audience building and one on membership sites and one on uh we're doing an employee to entrepreneur challenge so they'll be very focused Mm -hmm. they'll be like four weeks, maybe six weeks max. And then, so we get to like get our community building fix in there and then, mm. you know, wish everyone well and wait until the next one. So it works yeah. for us in that way. So you're not expected to stay there past the, the six totally. weeks or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, so you don't have to worry about managing like 10 groups, no, which, which you could have to do, you know, you wouldn't want to do that. So, all right. So lead, lead me through that though. So when you went through the book, like what was the, what was your main takeaway that you were like, wow, like, PBR. yeah, it, it was. was it. Okay. It was. Why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, cause you, I, I know you did a podcast episode on it. We can actually link that up too. Um, you and Josh went, went through that and I listened to that episode. It was really good. Um, so yeah, just explain what that yeah. means. Okay. So in the book clockwork by Mike McCallowitz, yeah. um, his partner is my girlfriend, Adrian Dorson, and she, comes from a lean business background, systems, organizational efficiency. And so they partnered together for this book and this okay. system. Um, so the biggest takeaway for us, at least, was QBR. QBR stands for Queen Bee Role. And the reason they call it that is because they were looking for the most efficient organization in the world. And it turns out that's bees. And bees have one central role, protect mm-hmm. the queen bee. And the queen bee's role is to populate the species and if the queen bee can't lay eggs she's either killed or she kills herself and she's replaced so everything that all the bees do is to protect her and their theory is like what is that for your business because Mm. all of our businesses have one thing that when we focused on them like with hyper vigilance our business grows and when Mm. we take our eye off it things stagnate, they decrease, whatever. They feel like death, right? Um, And so he has you go through this, um, a few exercises actually, where it helps you determine what your queen bee role is, your QBR. And for us, we realized it's content. So um, we upped our podcast frequency from one to three episodes a week. We're going to start getting into videos. Um, we were doing blogging. We have this new roundup series called the hookup. We're doing these pop-up groups. Like all of it is centered around content and not just like random content, very purposeful, Mm. intentional content Mm. so that it ultimately leads somewhere. So for us, because we've, um, transitioned our business model into an affiliate only revenue model, excuse me, that allows us to partner with people who are hell bent on creating amazing educational experiences that we just aren't. Um, and we can create content around those topics and drive a massive amount of attention to them and trust that they will take care of our audience and give them the best possible experience. And then for big launches or anything that we're a part of, we get to kind of sweeten the deal with our bonus experiences, but that is all driven through content. And so once Mm. we realized that it was just a process of being like, all right, well, that's gone. That's gone. This is gone. That's gone. This Mm -hmm. is gone. That's gone. Right. It just allows you to have a really simple streamlined lean business. And that's Mm. what we were looking for, for this next phase of our business, especially as we have a baby. Um, Mm. we just want our time back, you know, like I want, 
I said to uh, another podcaster I was talking to last week and I was like, look, I'm looking to make an easy million. And by like easy, I don't mean simple. I mean, E-A-S-E dash Y. I want ease, right? That's our, mm-hmm. our core values, our alignment, ease, bold, um, affiliate and profit. And so all of that, we had to mold our business around things that actually matter to us and that was Mm. 100% ease, flow, abundance, alignment. That's our North Star now. Nice. I like that. So how has it been since since the pivot? Because it always sounds good on paper, right? You mapped it all out. It feels free AF, I'm not going to lie. Like I woke up on New Year's Day and I was like, this is the first day in over four years where I haven't woken up and been like, I just... I should check the Facebook groups to see if mm-hmm. anyone spammed it. I should check the Facebook groups to see if anyone's like complaining or to see if anyone mm-hmm. needs help or if I have to answer questions or like whatever. I just had my time back mm-hmm. for once, you know, and mm-hmm. I feel like because let's keep it real. It was really noisy and really competitive in our space. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of us feel like we have to do all the things in order to stand out. Mm-hmm. But uh, what happens if we did less better? You know, what happens if we were able to just laser focus on the things that actually move the needle for our business, cut away all the excess fat and just show up in the way we want to show up. Mm. And I, I understand that a lot of people probably think that was a stupid move, but I don't care because they don't have to live this. um, Mm. They don't have to be in our business. And so we had to do what felt good to us. And that was just single focusing on the few things that feel good to us. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking about it for like your situation and going through that. And again, maybe you have the answer. Like, so you're creating this content mm-hmm. and a lot of times in the content, we have calls to action. Yeah. Right. So in that call to action, you might be like, all right, we've planned out the content schedule. We've partnered with, you know, someone now for the next six weeks, we're going to be driving a lot of attention or four weeks or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. All of our content's going to be focused around list building, or it's going to be mm-hmm. focused around, you know, how to find your niche or whatever it is. And so you do that and you have podcasts that live on forever. You have YouTube videos that live on forever. Is there, is there a way that are people going to come into that funnel in a sense and then be not led to the right place three months from now, six months from now? That would be my worry. Yeah. And that's happened a million times since we shut down all our other stuff. Yeah. Right. Like I've had a bunch of people be like, oh, screw not open anymore. And I was like, oh yeah, sorry. Where'd you find the link? And so I right. always just constantly ask because right. I try to catch them all, but something right. break, you know, it is. Oh, uh, sure. Sure. Um, I try to not let myself stress out about that because like, whatever, that's going to mm. happen. Mm. Um, and truthfully, we don't actually devote that much time on our like public facing content, front facing content, like uh, podcasts. Like, yes, we'll have people on our podcast who we're partnering with, mm. or we'll do a few topics or episodes around that particular focus for the month or the quarter or whatever. But anytime that we're driving to a link, whether it's a pop-up group or anything like that, that link is always going to redirect for like a waiting list if it's gotcha. close at the time. Okay. Um, so we have like a, if you were to go to screw the nine to five.com forward slash pop-up, you would see like our list of pop-ups so far. So that will always just be there mm-hmm. and will always just be like a directory of the pop-up groups we're going to have. And then if for some reason in a few years we decide not to do pop-up groups, then we'll redirect and just explain why sure. that link is no, long, no longer active. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, using a pretty link or whatever, you can easily redirect all that stuff yeah. in the future too. Um, 
Okay. So as far as traffic though, I want to talk a little bit about that. So are you, are you, I mean, some people are saying email is dead, you know? Um, I feel you know, like people have been saying that for years. I know. It's Still just like, a, I, exactly. Um, so, you know, traffic wise, like, so what is your, what is your, like, what is your goal so you can create these resources and share it with more people? Is it just getting podcast downloads? I mean, we both know downloads are great, but unless someone actually gets on our yes. list of some kind, it's hard to communicate with those people. Um, so what is the traffic strategy, I guess, for you guys? So that way there, you can also build an asset that you also have. Yeah. So we have a few. Um, we love organic traffic driven through SEO. Mm-hmm. Fave, um, yeah. Because the intent around those people coming to your site is typically looking for more information or wanting to build a, or wanting to purchase something. Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. We kind of have a three-pronged approach to our affiliate revenue model in that we have product reviews that are ranked through organic SEO traffic. So we don't run any ads or anything like that to it. They just rank and bank. Um, Then we do partner webbies every month. I shouldn't say every month because we don't have them every month yet, but eventually that's the goal. Um, That is driven through email lists, which was built off the back of our quiz and the hookup. Um, And the hookup is, if you've ever heard of the skim, uh, that was mm-hmm. my vision for the hookup. So okay. they're the perfect example of why email isn't dead. Their email list is like over 6 million people have Jeez. subscribed to get a daily email from them. I read it every single day. Wow. Um, and they they do it through email. So anyways, that's my... Anytime someone says email's dead, I'm like, have you read the skim though? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we build our list through certain... Uh, areas like that through the hookup, through the quiz, through just little freebies that we have. We're going to have a freebie vault. Um, Then we have our social media and then Facebook ads. And then also I do a lot of podcast interviews like this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That is, I said to Nikki, who's, uh, excuse me, our number two, our integrator, Nikki, um, I was saying to her at the end of this year, the only thing Josh and I want to be doing is shooting podcasts, shooting videos and getting on other people's shows. And Mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is pure QBR, right? Like for us, that is like, all we are doing is QBI mm. and she runs everything else. So that is how we build traffic, getting in front of other people's audiences, mm-hmm. building through organic SEO, running Facebook traffic, building out really strong social media. And then, yeah, that's all organic, other people's email list, podcast, videos, social media. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a lot. <laughs> things, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're and and a lot of the stuff I'm sure that you're, you know, being able to, to take that content. And like, if you're on doing a podcast, you can probably do a blog post on it. You can do all that other mm-hmm. stuff, the show notes, all that stuff helps. Um, video, any of that stuff. Have you guys got, I haven't even checked it. Have you guys gotten into YouTube yet at all? It's so this is another thing we did and then stopped. Um, that was our first form of content when we first started. And okay. we did a lot of video back in 2013 and 14. And then in 2014, we started our podcast, then phased out the videos because they were time consuming for us. Very, yeah. Um, and because we used to script them because we weren't comfortable and, you know, but now we're just going to do very much off the cuff, kind of like our podcast. We barely edit our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want it to be like, kind of like Joe Rogan style, very mm-hmm. conversational, unedited, uncensored. Um, and so we're just trying to, create high frequency, high quality. That's our, mm. that's our ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, and so the beauty of knowing your QBR is now you can build a team around that mm. to support us doing the only thing that only us can do. And that's creating the voice and the, and the face stuff. Um, and then that's also another reason why we shut down our stuff because 
you get into the weeds of fulfillment, you know, like you yeah. do. There's customer support, there's deliverables, there's fulfillment, there's launches, there's promotions, there's then doing the coaching or whatever you're choosing to do, the membership, mm. the live event, the course, whatever, services. Mm. Um, and so we're like, what happens if we did none? What happens if we made money selling nothing? <laughs> mm. uh, and so we could just stick to marketing. That's all mm. we do is we mm. market and we build audience and traffic and we give them the best experience we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. So now really for you guys, it's really getting people in on different topics and then you're kind of creating those resources and it's like, Hey, if you want this download or cheat sheet or whatever, they can get it. And then also they can be part of your bonus pop-up group if they, yeah. if they join, which and is I, smart. Yeah. And I, I really believe in like in a year from now or so our pop-up excuse me, our bonus experiences will have wait lists because it will be the only way to work with us. So mm. I just, it just feels, I know it's not for everyone, right? Mm. Like not everyone wants that kind of business model. I totally understand. Mm. Um, a lot of people love coaching. A lot of people love memberships and you should because they're fantastic. Mm. Uh, they just weren't for us anymore. So yeah. yeah. Well, again, I think for anyone listening, it's like you did that for a while. Yeah. It worked for a while. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, something's calling me here. I got to do something different because I just feel like I'm not aligned. And that's, a, that's a, I mean, that's happened. I've been in business now for 15 years, brick and mortar all the way to online and launches and all that stuff. And it's just always, it just led to the next thing. Like the next door opened or you got tired of one thing and you felt like you needed new energy or whatever. Life changes. You have a new baby. I mean, totally. you know, continue being creative. And if, if what I'm doing no longer serves, then I'm going to like embrace my inner, inner Madonna and reinvent it, you know? Mm, so, yeah. Um, yeah. You just have to, I think it all comes down to just getting clear on what you want to do and not being afraid of what people think of your decisions, because mm. truthfully, I feel like it paralyzed us for a long time. And so we kept doing things we didn't want to do because we're like, but we're known for this, like, mm. gag. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like the expectations we put on ourselves, which is like mm. what we're known in this like tiny fraction of a right. little niche online. Like who gives a shit? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you have to do what feels best to you. And and a, yeah. here's the thing. Attention is the currency online. And if you don't have it, it's going to be hard so, to sell anything. And so if yeah. you know that, then our sheer focus is building attention. Yeah. I literally just said that the other day on a Facebook Live oh, I was really? doing. I'm like, guys, I'm telling you something. The new currency is attention in your market. It is. Period. Like, I mean, I've said that for years and you've done it. The same thing. If you have attention, you pretty much can sell anything as long as you're delivering the right message and you're attracting the right people. It's that simple. And everything's easier. Um, building your social media, building your email list, packing yeah. your webinars, getting people to your live events, doing affiliate commerce, selling anything, brand collaborations, podcasts. Yeah. Like it's all easier when yeah. you have attention. Yeah. And the precursor to attention is content. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. It's helping people without really asking for them to pay you. And I mean, how many people listen to the dot to, to your podcast, my podcast, whoever's, and they never buy a single thing. I'm That's sure. Yeah. It's yeah, that's fine, right? Yeah. But there's people that are going to, and those are the people you're going to help and serve at a different level. And those people pay. It's it's the way it's worked for years. It's just so many people are always like, well, why would I give away all my stuff? Um, They're not paying me. You know, it's like, all right, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also think, you know, just because those people may not buy something directly from you, doesn't mean that they're not picking up on a book recommendation that you're giving, yeah. which is driven through an Amazon affiliate yep. link 
or a resource page or, you know, a simple mention or, you know, just being on your social media and engaging with you. Engaging, right. Which then attracts sponsors or whatever, you know, there's Mm -hmm. so many ways to make money online. There's just because you're not selling a course directly to someone doesn't mean that, you know, I don't even Mm. want to say that you're not making money from them because that feels so gross, but like, yeah that it's not worth your time. Yeah. Well, I, I look at it like the payment is them commenting and liking and sharing and present. being present. Like yeah. that's a payment, you know, that's a form of payment because that helps everything else. And it is what it is, you know? So yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. I know that you're on a little bit of a vacation over there in some <laughs> nice weather. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I did want to get you on. It's been a while. Like I said, I wanted to finally get to meet you in person. I'm sure we'll run into each other at a, so. an event or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, I definitely appreciate you coming on. What is like something you could give people that are like in this, they're, they're stuck. They're thinking to themselves, wow, I got myself in a corner now. I'm not really sure where to go. I don't want to let this thing go because I put so much time and effort into it, but I, I know I should. What would you say to that person? You truly the only thing you need to do is ask yourself what you want Mm. what do you really want and it's Mm. the hardest question to answer sometimes because you're like but these people want me to do this and my family wants me to do this and Mm. you know but what do you want Mm. what do you want for your life and then once you have that clarity because it will take a while because you kind of have to like strip away all the nonsense <laughs> then you have to make a decision like am i going to go to bat for the future i want that i just got clear on or am i going to continue to play small mm. so if you're going to have the courage to go for it and i really hope you do then you have to the best thing i would say is read the book uh, breaking the habit of being yourself to be honest if you're mm. in this position because that's i read it four times as i was going through this wow. because it really helps you understand your behaviors and your beliefs and so if you can ask yourself these these questions what do i really want and am i willing to go for it that book will help set you up in a belief sense, in your personality, in the habits you have, in the thoughts you choose to think, in the people you surround yourself with. That, I mean, it all stemmed from that for me. It made such an impact for me. What was Um, the name of that book again? Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay, cool. We'll we'll link that up for sure. It's so good. Yeah, Um, I'll grab that one. I don't even have that one. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. It's a book on neuroscience and quantum physics, and it's that sounds really dry. So if if you aren't into reading books on neuroscience and quantum physics, which I'm like, how the F did I start reading a book on <laughs> physics? That's why I listened to the audiobook because I listened to it at 1.5 and you can, you know, rewind it because, and hence why I read it four times because I was mm-hmm. like, what? The first yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. But if you're in a position where you know you want something different, you mm. need to start changing the way you show up. And mm. that starts with your beliefs and how you choose to be in the world. Um, and so one thing I always say when people say like, okay, cool, but what happens when I do have the clarity of what I want to do? I'm like, mm. well, how would that person, how would future you behave now? Like, how would they be? Would they be doing something they don't like? Mm. Would they be stressed? Would they be fortunate? forcing something? Would they be surrounding themselves with negative people? Would they not be working out? Like, how would they be, how would they be behaving, you know, Mm. be that way now? And then you will fast track your, your, uh, journey there because Mm. you will start showing up that way now. And that is the first key to 
to everything, to yeah. having the alignment and the clarity and the purpose in your life is by setting a strong intention and showing up as that person now. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I had James Clear on about his book, um, Atomic Habits. Really good book. Um, and um, I love the part where he said, you almost have to become that person before you that person. Yeah. So you have to you have to do exactly what that person is going. If you want to be in shape, then you need to be that person that's in shape every single day. And if you don't, you got to get back on. But you have to be that person because if you're not, you'll never be that person. And it's kind of hard to understand, but you have to get in that mindset. And I'm glad that you brought up mindset because so many people think that it's like tactics and strategy. A lot of it is this, oh, right? It's, it's the mind. Ninety percent that, right? Yeah. Like that it'll make or break you. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's so funny. Is James Clear the one that talks about 1% better every day? Yes, I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. So I took that really to heart when yeah. I heard that. And this is a lot of what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about in Breaking the Habit because mm -hmm. he is all about being the way you want to be in the future now. Mm -hmm. So yes. like personally for myself, when we were going through this and we were making the decision, I was like, okay, so who would that person, like who is future Jill? Right. Like, how is she showing up? Is she stressed? Is she doing what she hates? Like, is she doing all the nitty gritty or is she happy, stress free? She has childcare. <laughs> she has, you know, she's not living in Toronto in the winter. Mm. You know, so once we had clarity on who we wanted to be, we started putting all of those things into place. We made the big decisions. We announced it to everyone. Um, mm. And it's funny because you're about to run a live event next year. And we actually told our members at our live event, which was. Oh, wow very stressful, um, but met with so much support and love and tears and all things. Mm. It was the greatest uh, experience, but I had to be that way now in order to get to where I wanted to go faster. And so that was a mm. huge breakthrough for me from that book. Yeah. And, and let me, like, I know we said we were going to wrap up, but what, what know, the, but let's just keep going. Keep I going. know what, what um, did you have doubts after you announced it again? Um, I, I like really emotionally imploded probably right after when we got home from our live event. Mm. I was like, holy yep. crap, it's official. Yep. <laughs> like yep. we just yeah. shut down our biggest revenue stream. And I was, I had a good two to three days of like, did we just make the biggest mistake of our lives? Did we just make the biggest mistake mm -hmm. of our lives? Did we just make the biggest mistake yeah. of our lives? We have a son. Is he screwed for life now? Like, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But I had to just be like, no. I would not have been given or Josh and I would not have been given this clarity and this moment of inspiration if we weren't supposed to act on it because mm. the minute we had the, cause really it came down to, it was in June and we were on our patio having a drink and Josh said, we're just kind of like, we're so sick of just feeling stuck and everything feeling heavy. And he was like, well, what have we liked in business before? And I said, mm. nothing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what a dickhead response. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> No, that's not true. We have mm. liked something. And I was like, when, when was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was affiliate marketing. And yeah. I, it was just like, boom, the mm -hmm. heavens parted. And all of a sudden this, like the path lit up. Mm. And then once you have that clarity, like how do you even turn away from that? You know, mm. like you you have no choice but to follow it because it feels so good. Uh, mm. And so yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that, but no, no, that's I, where the alignment started. Yeah, well, again, you you know, you make that big decision, or you, you or even like me announcing, like I'm doing an event next year, and then all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap! Like now it's got to happen. Like it's really got to happen. And then sponsors start paying. Yeah, and then I got sponsors that actually are paying. They're already lining up to pay, and I'm like, so holy crap! Now I'm taking sponsors, and I I've got to uh, I got to make this thing happen, right? And uh, so it's scary. 
and I know that it'll work out and I know it'll be fine, but it's scary, you know? Um, but, uh, you have those second guessing yourself all the time. And I think we all do as entrepreneurs, depending on where you are. Um, I mean, we put ourselves on the line almost every damn day, you know, the ups and downs are real. And not a lot of people understand that, but if you have the guts to go for it and you have the stomach to be able to handle Mm. it, you can make magic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I think anyone can do, can go out there and build a lifestyle business to their, you know, needs. They don't have to look in. And I think that's the other thing. People compare themselves to everyone else. Oh, look at that person. They post everything on Instagram and they're always perfect and everything's great. And then they compare themselves to that Facebook, same thing. But it's like, in reality, that person's probably struggling in their own way, but you're just not, you're just not seeing it. You know, I know some, like I have some friends who have some seriously big businesses and they can be a mess behind the scenes. Yeah. You yeah, know, they have all the same insecurities. They have all the same worries. They just have, you know, a bigger team to worry about yeah. and more on the line. And yeah, so, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it is. All right, cool. So, how can people get a hold of you guys? Because I know you guys have not the community that you had, but you have a better one because now it's more. It's actually more specific. So, how can people find out more about you guys? Well, the easiest way is to come hang with us on our website, screwthe9to5.com, all spelled out, no numbers, or I'm seriously infatuated with Instagram. And so I'm at screwthe9to5, again, all spelled out, no numbers. Um, or if you want to get in on the hookup, that's my new obsession as well. And that's over at screwthe9to5.com forward slash hookup. Awesome. Yeah. that I'll link everything up in the show notes too, but, uh, everyone listening, definitely go check out, uh, Jill and Josh. They're a great couple. Uh, new parents and uh, a new life here ahead of them. And uh, just great, great people. I've, I've been following you guys for, for a while and just great attitudes and also people that you can trust online because I know that's not always an easy thing. So Jill, I want to thank you once again. Enjoy the rest of your vacation and I'm sure we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a blast. All right. So that is a wrap. That was a really great interview. And again, those are just questions I had for Jill. And hopefully you can see just from that interview alone, there's a lot of things that you can do. And there's a lot of things you might be doing right now that might not be what you're going to be doing in five years from now or 10 years from now. But what you need to understand is everything that you're doing, every action step that you take is going to be educating you along the way. There's things that I was doing in my photography business over 15 years ago that I'm still using today. It it helped me to grow into the business owner that I am today. And I just wanted you to hear this story because you would look at that and go, why the heck would someone just close that entire revenue stream. Well, that is why. And you heard it from Jill herself. And who knows, in five years, they could be in another direction. And the one thing that I want to say, and that she said, and I want to highlight this, is attention is the new currency. And I truly, truly believe that. So go over and check out Screw the 9 to 5 with Josh and Jill. I'm going to try to get those guys back on again, maybe even separately, so we can dig into some of that SEO stuff that Josh knows and Jill about building communities. So if you want to grab the show notes, the transcripts, and all that stuff, head on over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 621, and you can grab everything over there. All right, so that's going to wrap up this episode officially. And as always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action, have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.